Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303, episode 222. It sounds like a fictitious number. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Yeah, so like any good uh, God-fearing man in the United States, I judge my seasons uh, based off what beer is out right now. So I, I, I had someone, um, uh, what's the best way to say this? Uh, I have someone two degrees of separation away from me, so not a friend and not a a a, a, a relative of a friend, uh, <laughs> who said that IPAs are out. Completely agree. I've been out on AP, IPAs for a while, and that it's winter beer season. What the fuck? Like Oktoberfest? No, winter beer. Like it's time for like to start drinking winter beers. And I said, I go by the clock of the good Sam Adams, Samuel Adams. And until Samuel Adams switches over to his winter lager, I don't switch over to winter beer. And right now, Mr. Sam Adams is featuring Oktoberfest in all the bars. Yeah, what what is a winter beer? Know, like, like what a, what kind of like a frosty beer? Got nice <laughs> good. First of all, all beers should be frosty. Like a good frosty beer. What well, is no, no, that's not true. Because remember Dude. the beer hierarchy, right? Beer is best when it's cold, right? Yeah. But beer is also best when it's free. Free is right below cold. And then there's any other beer. Okay, yeah, but number one is frosty. Right. But you said all beer has to be frosty. I would. Yeah, it has to be frosty. If you're willingly handing out warm beer, you also go home to cold pussy. <laughs> what is winter beer? A <laughs> typical, a modern winter beer emphasizes dark malts, has 5 to 8% ABV by volume. ABV. This Google, this Google search says, and I'll read it. I just read it. A typical modern winter beer emphasizes dark malts, has 5% to 8% ABV alcohol by volume, parentheses, ABV, close parentheses. <laughs> Did they by. just told me it's, it has alcohol by volume, alcohol by volume, parentheses, alcohol by volume? <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to, what well, they wanted you to understand that beer is measured in alcohol by volume. By, so, oh, there's, there's a ringer. Oh, geez. I'm Shut so it popular. Shut it off. It's You're just so it's, it's just a sport notification. We all know it's just a sports notification. No, it's a text message. Oh shit, from who? Uh I'm in trade talks right now. Read it live on the air. Uh yeah, I might do something like that. <laughs> I, thought, 
I thought that was you agreeing. I <laughs> know that's why I read it, dude. It didn't say anything. A no context library, dude. <laughs> that's so funny. On uh, today's episode, we'll be getting into pop culture pick'em as all as is customary to lead off the week. Uh, top five role playing video games today. Uh, we'll get into head to head review newsflash. Uh, follow the podcast motto hashtag fade us and you'll make a fuck ton of money. Uh, the very next thing we'll get into is the what the fuck headline. We got a real doozy for you this week. Comes from the realm of soccer. And then we'll give you a little update on the MLB playoff race. We'll do our takeaways from week five of the NFL football season. And we'll get into the week six betting slate. Without further ado. Oh, without Freddie ado. Oh, let's, shout out. Let's get into uh, – Oh, I should probably share the screen. Let's get into the pop culture pick. Let me share this screen. Wait, were you were you being serious the other day when you said when I was bagging Landon Donovan and you said American hero Landon Donovan? Absolutely, dude. You know you how many believe times, that? You know how many times I cheered for him in the World Cup? Yes, bro. Everyone in America is not American. If that's like your argument against him, get bent, dude. Dude, he he bagged the American World Cup because he wasn't good enough to be on it. So he was like, fuck the American World Cup. That's not true. He was good enough to be on it. The America. No, he wasn't. The, the team they took was trash. We didn't have any strikers. You mean to tell me we couldn't take Landon Donovan as the 24th man? I don't want him. Oh, see, that's a different sentence. You did. You said he wasn't He's not good, good enough. You He's said he not, wasn't he was, good enough. He wasn't good enough. He refused to come on as a sub. He refused to play sub. Yeah, I mean that he was in a, he was in his Allen Iverson year. <laughs> <laughs> First pick, top five role playing video games. I mean, this is just this is just too massive a question. You know, yeah. it's just too massive. Uh, I'm gonna just go with my personal Final Fantasy favorite. I'll take Final Fantasy Eight. Yeah, I didn't pick. I, I've never played a Final Fantasy game. Really, any of them? Yeah. No. Never. Okay. It never interested me. Why? You just don't like role-playing games? I like role-playing games a lot. <laughs> uh, Man. Uh, I will go my favorite role-playing game of all time, Fallout 3, for my first pick. All right. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. Who knew you would be a, a Bethesda boy? I do like I do like Bethesda. I also do like the fact that I, I played when Fallout Three came out. I had just gotten back from a tour of DC with my grandpa, so I was like super jazzed about it. I was like, I was just there, <laughs> so that, that that like gave the game a, a, an extra like. Oh my god! I'm in the nation's capital right now. It's a wasteland. Right. Um. <laughs> do I have to? Do, do you have to? I have to pick. I have to pick specific games. Yeah, absolutely. You can't just uh, pick a, you just Ma- can't pick a series. Mass Effect 2. All right, Mass Effect 2. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you love the Mass Effect series, you can bloviate about it, but on the list uh, Mass, Mass Effect 3. I mean, they when when you have to release I normally don't think that uh I normally don't think that uh gamers are in the right when they demand these updates i think they were 100 percent in the right demanding that mass effect 3 be changed <laughs> they did kind of strike out on mass effect 3 it, dude it was like it was like the ending of the game of thrones series like you've put so much work into one two and most of three that you're just gonna end it the way you did 
Yeah. I mean, I like the ending to Game of Thrones, though. Okay. Well. I'm in the, I'm in the minority, though. I'll, and I will agree, it could have absolutely been better, for Maybe sure. I, I was talking about the writing. Yeah, like okay. The writing of the last season of Game of Thrones was not good. The writing of Mass Effect 3 at the end was not good. It could have been better, but no one getting a happy ending was fire. Except you know, for Bran, somehow. Oh, yeah, the cripple who can never have <laughs> sex and, and has to know everything. Uh, it really had a real happy ending. Good. Because every king or queen ever on the Iron Throne has had a real good life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Mass Effect 2. Uh, man, there's a lot of good options here. So uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'll take Skyrim. I was going right. to take Morrowind, but I'll take Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim as my number two choice. I mean, it goes without saying. It's the best Bethesda game. Don't let Nick get it twisted with his first choice. He, he just got overwhelmed by the nostalgia of having just been in the city so i i gotta say this right starfield will get better and and I, starfield might be the best bethesda game it has the potential to be it's amazing it like, needs it needs to hold up what what you know what i love about it is i wanted futuristic guns from fallout 3 and i wanted to be able to kill things from old no no man's sky <laughs> win win yeah. it's like they took old man sky old man sky it's like they took no man sky and they're like what if we gave you an assault rifle <laughs> uh yeah that's pretty good i'll take the one that you said you've never played before star wars knights of the old republic it is one of the best games ever made in my opinion um, but I'm also a big Star Wars stork, so maybe I am a little biased. I will what's, say, what's, what's the MMOP RPG one of that? I played a lot of that. Uh, I thought Knights of the Old Republic was that. No, I thought it was like, I don't know. Let's see. Oh, maybe it was MMO is massive. Online, massive multiplayer online RPG. Yeah, this is it. Massively, massively multiplayer online roleplay. Massively. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know if that's correct or not. Oh, and it, it well, that's the Wikipedia entry. It says massively huh. multiplayer online roleplaying. Oh, I think well, that right. ly is out of place though. Yeah, I maybe I don't. I I don't remember playing it. Uh, it's really awesome, and the Nintendo Switch, my favorite next-gen console, is currently putting together all the old-school st- – so they're bringing the Star Wars Bounty Hunter game, which was Django Fett, Pod Racing, Star Wars Jedi Academy 1 and 2, Knights of the Old Republic, I believe it's 1 and 2, and Star Wars Force, Un- Force Unleashed, and they're putting them into one game that you can buy for your Switch. Damn. For, for for the price of one, I was like, yeah, yeah, your boy might be into that. That's pretty that's, good. That's a good deal. Um, but yeah, I'll dude. go. I'll go uh, with my next with three and four. I'll go Fable two. Oh man, I thought I was gonna be able to get Fable. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'll go Dragon Age Inquisition. Inquisition, huh? I I I thought Inquisition was better than Origins. It's it's they're both very good. It's, right. 
So I that's a, both solid choices. I'm still waiting for the next gen Fable. They teased it when when they were talking about the launch of the new Xbox, and we still haven't gotten a single update on it. Uh, I Fable, hope Fable is like the grandpa of these like open world choice games, though. Well before its time. Oh, dude. So Fable doesn't get enough love because of how your actions affected your character. Like when you started having the horns grow out of your head. And <laughs> Dude, you were... I, wh one of the things that I didn't like about Fable or one of the things that like put me off about or put a lot of people off about Fable, I think, is that the, the follow-ons just were not good. Like Fable 1 was good. Fable 2 was good. But then they, they were just terrible after Oh, that. yeah. It was like It's like uh, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed right. has had so many misses. But when they hit, they hit, bro. Like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I had a blast playing that I, one. The Greek one was dope. I spent a lot of time on Odysseus. Odysseus? Odyssey. Odyssey. I, I didn't play that one. I didn't play the Egypt one either, but I heard that one's fire. They're all the same. Those You can play those, those three. three. Pick, yeah. pick which culture you like. Do you yeah. like Egyptians? Do you like the Greeks? Do you like the, the Norse? Yeah, uh, I had a blast with the Norse. I was running around with Excalibur and Mjolnir, dual wield. I was just like, "That's hard, bro." I'm like smacking it with Excalibur and Mjolnir, bro. Uh, yeah, it was totally worth it. Uh, uh, Fable, so Fable first came out in 2004. Yeah, dude, it was on the original that's, Xbox. That's insane. It, it was the original Xbox that had that boot up screen, that classic boot up screen. Right. I wish they would bring that sound back when my Xbox booted on. Boom. <laughs> that was so tight. Uh, the very next game for me here, I'm going to round it out with two. I'm going to take Pokemon uh, and I'll do, I mean, I'll do Pokemon Blue. Damn it. And then I'll take. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I had so many different choices I could have went. I love that I took yours, you bum. Oh. And I'll take um, The Legend of Dragoon. I don't know that I ever played that game. Uh, a lot of people have not, but it has such a cult following. They had this addition system, right? And it was like lining up. You had to time your attack just right. So it was still turn-based, like a classic Final Fantasy VII style mm -hmm. or a Final Fantasy VIII style. But they had the addition system, and you would equip a certain move to your character, and you had to master that addition to get it to its most powerful. And so you had to nail it like a thousand times for each, each addition. And the way it was is like it, it would be like a square would, would start on one screen, and then as the square moves across the screen, you just see it kind of – multiple squares and then it lines up and you have to time it just right and then as the additions get more difficult it'll be multiple different button presses to and if you nail it your character would hit for max damage and just be nailing mofos bro but if you missed it it was always like Rah! you're like playing golf you just it's like when you you hit a great shot and then you follow it up with a real bad shot yeah 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 oh bro i'm, I'm aware <laughs> yeah dude now imagine that but it was an rpg game and the monsters were hitting you with elemental damage and just smacking you up yeah yeah uh, i i don't think there is a i think I, I should create a youtube channel called i just hit a 300 yard drive now what <laughs> <laughs> how do i get it in the hole from here yeah. <laughs> 
What you need to do is you need to hit it past the hole, oh, back man. to the front of the green, chip up, three putt. That's a triple bogey. Uh, my, man, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what this game is called. So hopefully you can help me. It was a. Oh, is that right, Kane? It was a Fire Emblem game on the Game Boy Advance. Okay. And it was like Fire Emblem. The Blazing Blade? Maybe. That doesn't sound right, though. Uh, Let's see. Fire Emblem. Well, I put Game Boy Advance. It said the Blazing Blade. and it, Or also simply known as Fire Emblem. Okay. Maybe that's it. Uh, yeah, it looks like that's the one, dude. I think that's it. A lot of people just affectionately refer to it as Fire Emblem. Though. I think it was just Fire Emblem. Yeah, okay, Fire Emblem, but the Game Boy Advance. That was a good game. Yeah, I could pull up a synopsis if you want me to. Maybe it'll sound familiar. <laughs> okay, let's 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 get it. The events of Fire Emblem take place on the fictional continent of Elib, twenty years before the events of Fire Emblem: The Binding Blade. In ancient, ancient times, dragons lived in peace with humans but were banished in a devastating war, the Scouring. Throughout the game, the player travels through the countries of Sake, a land of nomads and tribes, Lycia, an alliance of Marchiates, <laughs> including Foray and Ostia, and Burn, a, a militaristic kingdom ruled by a single ruler. Uh, the player assumes the role of a tactician discover by Lynn, a Satian girl whose tribe and parents were killed by bandits. Is that yeah? Something? Yep. Yep. Okay. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let me let me see. Let me look up some little let me look up some little fire some some little screenshots here. Oh yeah, that's it. That's at that game. Yep. Fire emblem bind, blinding blade. Blinding blade. Binding blade. Wait, the binding blade or the blazing blade? Because those are two different ones. <laughs> What the blazing? The, blazing, the bla- it's the blazing one. Okay, the blazing one is uh, twenty years after the binding one. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna put fire emblem, the blazing blade. Do you have any honorable mentions? Fire emblem, the blade one. <laughs> the binding blaze. Uh, the the bind. blade. The blazing bind. The blade. The blading blade. <laughs> Uh no I I I had to scrap together that list and you stole Pokemon Blue from me so nailed it uh so let's see some of the ones Jade Cocoon Chrono Trigger Chrono Cross um man what else I, mean, I see we, I see I didn't play a lot of those Final Fantasy esque RPGs yeah that's where I so those are typically referred to as JRPGs and that was really my jam growing up. Mm. Well, I mean, I, we can always say, you know, there's the Fallout series. Uh, so New Vegas, there's Mass Effect 1. Um, the Witcher. The Witcher. Yep, the Witcher's on there. Yep. Diablo. Um, although Diablo 4, what a what a just disappointing excursion that was. I mean, you have Baldur's Gate, EverQuest. Oh, Diablo. Yeah, Diablo, you said that. Yep. Yeah, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is Monster Hunter is very very confusing at first. Paper Mario, Paper Paper Mario, <laughs> Paper Mario, dude. Did I tell you they're remaking Paper Mario? No, for the they? Switch. 
my brother and I, we, so we didn't own a Super Nintendo, uh, but my uncle had it. And every mm-hmm. time we went, we would try to play Paper Mario. We never beat it because it was so freaking hard and we weren't leveled up enough when we got to a certain point. Uh, and, <laughs> and so... <laughs> Uh, so now we, when I sent it to him, we were both like, finally, revenge is mine. <laughs> Paper Mario, bro. Paper Mario did me dirty, bro. It was disrespectful what it did. <laughs> if, I, if I'm being honest. That's so funny. <clears throat> All right. So that wraps up Pop Culture Pick'em. The lists are as follow. I had the first pick, Final Fantasy VIII, Skyrim, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Pokemon Blue, The Legend of Dragoon. Uh, Nick had... Uh, the next pick, obviously, he took Fallout 3, Mass Effect 2, Fable 2, Dragon Age, Inquisition, and Fire Emblem, The Blazing Blade. Uh, it is very possible that we've done uh, Pop Culture Pick'em before, but that's neither here nor there. We have done Pop Culture Pick'em before. I think we do it every week. No, that specific topic, though. Oh, I'm sure. No, that, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think we might have done top five video games, but... Yeah, and we might have had some of those same choices on there. That's all right. <laughs> but that's not role-playing games. Uh, oh, I stopped sharing my screen, and I could have done head-to-head. Anyways, let's get into what the fuck headline. So, oh, boy, today's submission is a real doozy. Uh, if you're joining us on YouTube, you can see the headline for yourself. I'll go ahead and read it here. League One match abandoned. Oh, sorry, Liga Un match abandoned after goalkeeper hurt by fan-thrown firework. Uh, a French league game, <laughs> French league uh, premier, you know the division, a game between Montpellier and Claremont was abandoned on Sunday after firework thrown from the stands landed next to Claremont goalkeeper Mora Diaw, who fell to the ground and was later stretchered off. Bro, uh, it's not that bad, was it? I don't know. I'm about to find out. Montpe- Montpellier uh, was leading four two in the first six minutes of injury time. <laughs> Wait, they threw the firework in the first six minutes of injury time? Right. Uh, so he fell to the ground, receiving treatment before taking off. The match was permanently canceled. <laughs> Wait, what? After DL fell, Claremont defender Neto Borges was shown a re- – Borges, that's not – that's not right. <laughs> <Borgies>. <laughs> that sounds like a dog breed. <laughs> Borgies. Uh, was shown I a like red it, card. dude. Neto, Neto Borgies. Just really <laughs> stick, stick it to the fucking French. <laughs> uh, I didn't even try, dude. I was just like, oh, dude, you Borgies. You phoned that dude's name in. <laughs> I didn't even try, dude. I said Montpellier earlier, yeah. and I, I just said Borgies. After uh, after DL fell, Claremont <laughs> playing Montpellier, Nato, Nato Borgies. He was shown a red card after a video replay showed him making a gesture towards the Montpellier fans. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's – yo, that's yeah. that's it. That's the extent of – there is a bigger ad in this <laughs> article than there is any information of substance. Uh, let's see. Let's give a cursory glance to see if we can't find out. Uh, <laughs> did, they, did they win the match? Uh, that's what I'm gonna. So they didn't award a win yet. Um, yeah. They got to investigate. It was it was in Montpellier, right? Yes. No, no, no they were winning. So well, it was in it was in their stadium, right? Let's see. Yeah, it was suspended due to incident. Let's see. Goalkeeper in France stretchered off a firecracker incident. 
<laughs> the 30-year-old. Uh, how come it's not telling me if he's good or not? I That's, wonder what happened to him. It's not for a lack of warning. Okay, 30-year-old stopper was surrounded. He had to be stretchered off. Now, is this a case of soccer players just being babies? I mean, he, I don't know where the firecracker hit him. It doesn't say if he's good. Uh, so they identified the supporter. Okay. Was in no fit state to end the encounter. Uh, nope. Doesn't say. Nope. So he's not fit, huh? <laughs> yeah, there's no like update on if the guy is good. Hopefully, he didn't like lose a, a finger or a toe or anything crazy like or that. an eye. Yeah, you don't need those. You got two. That's true. That's a good point. Also, pirates are cool. It's a good point, Doctor Jermaine. Pirates are in, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a good point, I, Doctor Jermaine. <laughs> All right, let's get into the head-to-head. Not that anyone really wants to get into it except for myself. Uh, For those of you listening, you know that we've been doing a a weekly series, a head-to-head, and it's about as as going as bad as you can think think it is. No, that's not true. true. We're, We're all positive now, aren't we? No, and not after this week. You are the only one positive now, and you are positive by 0.7 units. I mean, we're making we're we're, we're making the, the people a good amount of money. Oh, that's absolutely fact, and that's that's what we're here for. We're here to make our listeners money. So, uh, I was the only one who had a win this week. So, for those of you keeping track at home, that's three zero in three weeks from Nick Nevada and Eric. Uh, I submitted three more parlays because I'm in desperation, dart throw state, and I went two and one, uh, bringing my record of forty four sixty six and one this year. I am tied for the most wins and have the best winning percentage thanks to that push. Uh, so I had three parlays. The loser was the MLB Moneyline parlay for the opening game of the opening day of the division series. I took Houston, Atlanta, Dodgers. Uh, that failed because Atlanta and the Dodgers, you know, do what they do best and lose in pro- very important games, which is why I picked the Phillies to win the series. And, 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 and remember, before the Dodgers were blowing playoff series like it was their job, the Braves held that title in the 90s. <laughs> Bro, the 90s. <laughs> what a tough time to be a Braves fan. Uh, I did win my college football parlay. I had a, It was an all-moneyline parlay, moneyline favorites. I took USC, Colorado, Oregon State out of the uh, Pac-12. I took Ohio State out of the Big Ten, and I took Georgia Bulldogs and the Florida Gators out of the Southeastern Conference. Uh, that hit for a plus two hundred six, which shaved twenty—not twenty—two units off my my total. Um, so and then I lost that other one, so I was minus one thirty-three, which is thirteen units for those of you keeping at, keeping track at home, and. Um, but I did hit my anytime touchdown parlay, which was at plus 567. That was Tyreek Hill, David Montgomery, Jalen Hurts, and Christian McCaffrey. That netted me uh, back to negative 7.3. So I just need to hit a few more of those, and I can have the unit total as well as the the most bets selected correctly. So, so speaking of CMC, CMC scored a touchdown on Sunday night 
in his 14th straight game, including the postseason. He's now one game away from tying the longest streak ever, uh, which was done twice. Once by John Riggins in uh, 1983. Who? John Riggins. Yeah, and who? (laughs) Uh, You might know this other name. O.J. Simpson did it in 1974 and 1975. Oh, yeah, that dude was a killer. Yeah, he really – he's killing the touchdowns, that's for sure. (laughs) Why did that trip you up so heavy, dude? I, I, I don't know, man. I was like, how do I, I – I was trying to figure out race relations. I don't know, man. Race relations? Way to make it weird, dude. Try, trying to mess try, – trying to go through, you know, everything. A little bit more? Nope. I'm not listening to you, dude. I have. I can see the screen on my <laughs> like Eric's setup. Uh, here we go, dude. Uh, so Nick is 42, 67, and 2. He is uh, plus 0.7 units. He's the only one positive. He took uh, some crazy flyers. You, you, they were some. You hit me with Porto money line, and I was like plus 437. I see where his head's at, but also like what? (laughs) That's what I thought when I saw it come through. How did Uh, that game? How did that game end up? Can you check that? Uh, It was already marked L. I didn't actually check the score of that game. Oh, they Uh, lost. They lost one nothing to Barcelona. And Barcelona had a red card. Yeah, and Barcelona, but Barcelona was down uh, Conde, Lewandowski, uh, Pedri. Uh, there was two other guys that I'm blanking on right now. But like, That's, pretty much, I all, definitely knew. I knew that before I made the pick for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he said and retroactively, uh, he lost his college football money line parlay. He had UCF. Louisiana Lafayette, UCLA, and Missouri. I, I don't even know if I was close. I think Missouri lost to LSU, and they did have LSU on the ropes, but they they choked it away in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, but Kansas beat the fuck out of UCF. Kansas beat the brakes off UCF. All right, 51-22. So <laughs> uh, yeah, that wasn't even close, but that was also a plus 1,872 odds. Uh, he had an Atlanta – so this is a National Football League parlay – he took the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, class of the NFC South, and Tennessee Titans. And te- Heartbreaking. And Tennessee blew it um, despite Anthony Richardson getting hurt in the second quarter and Jonathan Taylor only playing 15% of snaps. Uh, that was a plus 678, but it doesn't matter because you missed. Uh, Eric took three parlays as well. Everyone's starting to, to copy the swag of JC. They just can't pick winners. Uh, he had a, a college football one. He had Ohio State, Texas, LSU, and Mississippi State. Uh, unfortunately, Texas uh, did everything they just about could have done to lose that football game uh, and uh, sunk his parlay, which was a plus 118. Then he took a Moneyline NFL parlay with Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, and Detroit Football Lions. Uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, choked away the victory in London, as I said they would. Jacksonville State was there a week earlier. It's London games. Always bet with a dog, uh, even though the Bills are the better football team. You play that on in Jacksonville or Buffalo, I think Bills win that 10 out of 10 times. I don't like what I'm seeing from Jacksonville. Uh, he also had two, a double over NFL parlay. He had Kansas City, Minnesota over 53. Uh, I believe Nick said that had 47 total points. And then Dallas versus San Francisco over 45, which did hit. Uh, but unfortunately, that's only 50% of the parlay. That's plus 267. Loser. 
Um, and Nevada with his pat patented uh, <laughs> my man's is always picking these kicker parlays. I don't, I just don't get it. Uh, he took not parlays, but McManus over one and a half field goals at plus one hundred five. That's not even worth it. Uh, he kicked a total of zero field goals, so he wasn't even close. Uh, he also had a college football parlay. He had Illinois, Texas, Notre Dame, Oregon State. That was plus 302. Uh, that missed. And he took the Jets and Texans money line in the NFL for plus 330. The Jets held up their end of the bargain, but Houston has finished its darling run with a big fat L. So <laughs> I feel good this week. Still the, still the only one positive. That's all that matters. Uh, I started out the week really well. Uh, picked Matt Olson over one and a half total bases. He had one. Um, I'm thinking, uh, didn't I cook something up for this weekend? You guys did something. I, I, I cooked up two. I mean, we'll get into it in Nick's Nuggets, but I cooked up a, a couple of spreads. Tennessee plus four and a half and JAC minus four and a half. So I guess I'm favorite. I'm a favorite this weekend. Yeah. Jacksonville. Um, I, you know, I, I'm trying to go about this head to head, not picking one sport, but trying to go a college football bet and an NFL bet. And then a random sports bet. When, when, when the UCL is on, I do UCL when UCL isn't there and I see a good baseball one, I take baseball. No, me too. That's, that's how I like to do it as well. I like to spread out the wealth. I actually thought the UFC numbered card was this Saturday, that last Saturday. And I was just like, Damn, I don't have enough slots to submit bets. Right. Because I was going to pick like an all Russian parlay or an all Brazilian parlay. It It's not going to hit because the matchups are, <laughs> are, are pretty fair. But I just think it's a fun way to bet it. Um, I will say that I, I'm still waiting on my three cases money. I think the check is in the mail, though. Oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> or, the, or the voucher. <laughs> I, it, hold on. Explain to the people this, this California inflation. T- tell the people what you got and then tell them how much it costs. <laughs> yeah, I got I got two Coors Lights 30 racks, as is customary, right? You got you to gotta have the Coors in the house. And then of I got tw- 28 high noons. And I actually got a discount because I'm a member at, at, at BevMo. But it uh-huh. was, and? <laughs> but it was $148. <laughs> For the people at the back, it was 103 cases. Was what actually not even three cases? You had minus two beers and you paid one hundred and forty. I don't. That's are you a member at a country club? Look, I'm a member, but I'm still brown dog, so I, I don't get full discount, bro. What, what the fuck? I got like I got that receipt. I honestly thought you bought seven racks of high. I bought. I thought you bought seven. Like 28 individual high noons. And I was like, I'm not paying this. I'm not paying 28 individual high noons. And then I looked at it, I was like, oh no, that's that's seven cases of four. That's a case. Minus two. <laughs> could have got like a you could have got like a, a high noon tall boy on top of that. Then it would have been $175. I gas what, what's gas right now in Cal? <laughs> Dude, gas is like six twenty. Six twenty. For premium. Dude, I I don't know I don't know how you're doing I don't know how you're doing it. I'm trying to de- I'm desperately trying to leave, so that's that's how I'm doing it. One hundred and forty eight dollars. 
Yeah, but if I would have got three Coors Lights cases, it would not have been that. But high noons are delicious. Well, why didn't you do that? Well, you got because it because it wasn't my money. You got to watch your figure, of course. Yeah. Also, high noons are delicious. I don't want ninety beers. I wanted some variety, dog. Well, sucks to suck because it's my money. I should have bought you three cases <laughs> and only paid one hundred twenty dollars. <laughs> American dude. So speaking of prices, dog, 140 American, <laughs> dude, that's my joke. It's my dad joke. Every time someone gives me a crazy number, we went to the Eagles Rams game, Eric and I on yeah. Sunday. How, how was that? SoFi stadium is pretty tight, dude. Like it's incredibly well lit. Cause that whole roof is, I, I want to say glass, but maybe it's something not glass. It's transparent material polyurethane yeah there you go it's probably something more sturdy than glass because i can't imagine (laughs) you have one bad storm that roof is gonna break it's off (laughs) anyway remember remember when that minnesota had that snowstorm and the 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 roof collapsed roofs collapsed almost collapsed on that guy riding the riding the gator dude you imagine and he probably had headphones in he was just like i'm in a big safe building like i'm just doing my job and the roof collapsed could you imagine if he didn't even notice? Bro. I mean, he would have been bonked in the head and dead. So it's not like it would like have mattered. Like, My guy's the reason why they built U.S. Bank, right? <laughs> yeah, he really is. Uh, yeah, dude, that's crazy. Let's go ahead and get into the NFL Week 5 uh, slate. Oh, actually, let's just talk about MLB real quick. We kind of touched on it a little bit with Nick's shitty Matt Olsen bet. But uh, so the current – Playoff races in the division series are Houston leads Minnesota 2-1. to one. Houston took uh, the third game today. Uh, Houston also won the, the opener of the series, so it's it's been win, 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 uh, alternating. So if you're a better, maybe Minnesota money line in game four is a play. Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you're better. If not, thank you for the support anyways. <laughs> what, I, yeah, I, what are you? I, you're not a better and you're not a family member? Thank, thank you so much for listening. Do you um, enjoy us? Huh. Wow. 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 Uh, Texas leads Baltimore 2-0. The, the journey is over. The ride's over. Baltimore is going to be eliminated. We all saw it coming, though. Told you. We all saw it coming. Uh, Arizona leads the Dodgers 2-0. Look, if there's one thing we do, we, Didn't fade, tell you. <laughs> we fade playoff Dodgers. And, and we fade them all the time. So I will always bet against the Dodgers. I love the Diamondbacks. Uh, and they're playing red hot. Although we did not think the Diamondbacks would, we not, would win the not. wild card, so not. that is uh, that has been a fun journey to watch. I had the Phillies winning the Braves series, and they were about to take a two nothing lead, stealing both games on the road. That Braves lineup has too much pop. They pulled Wheeler in the seventh, I believe. And Atlanta proceeds to score five straight runs unanswered, winning the game 5-4 versus Philadelphia. And there was a crazy web gem of a play, play by Michael Harris, correct? Yeah, Michael Michael Harris and then Austin Riley actually threw, the, threw Bryce Harper out. So, so Michael Harris snagged an absolute warning track power baseball. If only that man went in the weight room and Bryce Harper made – an egregious base running blunder, which we have seen before. 
We have seen Bryce Harper do this before. He he likes to be aggressive, and sometimes aggressive wins, and sometimes it doesn't. Oh, man, I don't I don't necessarily agree with a with a blunder like that. Like, no, I, I'm not. I think he messed up. Yeah, I said it was an oh, egregious. No I, no, I don't agree that it's egregious. I, I think I think he took a risk on a ball that doesn't get caught 55% of the time. That's not a good enough. That's not that's that that's like barely a little more than one and two. Like like I don't know, man. I don't I don't you play to win, right? Like any other times he taking that run. Is he uh, ten I, ten I, out I, of ten times he's running? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, especially a situation like that. They deserve to lose then. Because you're cause you're down to two outs in the ninth and a runner on first. Yeah, and then you were down to no outs, and it's pretty essential to have at least one left, right, to win the ball game. That's true. (laughs) Look, if he would have scored, it's a brilliant play, right? And so you just you have to live with the risk, right? And the Philadelphia Phillies clearly thought with a game in hand, right. That's the other thing. So you can, I, you, to, to, you can afford to do that with a game in hand. With a game in hand, you can afford to do that. I I think it's a good risk uh, as well. I'm a betting man. I think it's a good risk. But it was a pretty egregious base running error, right? Because it cost him the game. Uh, I, I don't know. I well, don't know. Oh, well, I Phillies think, are going to lose the series now. I think the Phillies still lose the game regardless of whether – if Harper stays at first, I think the Phillies still lose the game. Well, I I, I guess I, we'll never know. I, I <laughs> people are asking what we would have done if the Phillies would have won. I guess we'll never know. I guess what I'm saying is me as a coach, I would not be upset at Bryce Harper doing that. No, absolutely not. It, this is all hindsight, right? Like I said, if he would have made it to third – it's a no no issue. If he would have made it home, it's a tie game. So you take the risk and you, you frame it from a game in hand. And I, I agree with all that. I'm just saying it, it was pretty embarrassing to get thrown out like that. It's a hell of a way to lose the ball game. Let's get into the NFL week five. That's true. It is a hell of a way to lose the ball game. <laughs> Actually, hold on. Who do you got? You got Strohs taking the series? Oh, yeah. yeah. Rain- so Strohs, Rangers, Battle of Texas. Yeah, and Houston wins that easily. And Houston wins that easily? Okay. Yeah. Man, freaking Houston. Just a dynasty, bro. Yeah. Uh, Arizona and – so I'm assuming we're taking Arizona. You got a 2-0 lead. I'm got, I think I'm taking Arizona. I'm sticking to my Dodgers pick. Really? They've been just, awful with running, running I, and scoring. I, I know, but I'm sticking with my Dodgers pick against they're, all odds. Their two starting pitchers have pitched a total of, of – of two innings. Uh, listen, don't get me wrong. I love seeing Clayton Kershaw get shelled in the playoffs. It is, it is almost. <laughs> it's like a holiday between Labor Day and like Thanksgiving for me. People are like October, you know, between Labor Day and Halloween, I get to watch Kershaw get shelled in the playoffs, and that that warms that warms my balls. So you think the Dodgers come back and win three straight? I just, I 
don't want to. Jermaine. What are the? <laughs> you don't have to though. What are the odds on that? Hold on, let let let's see. Can we find odds on on the Dodgers to win it all? Are these best of five series? This is best of five. Uh, so let's see. Uh, oh man, that best of five gets me. Correct score, team futures, player awards. Oh no, I can't. I just, I, you can't. Divisional round. Okay, so to win the series right now, you can get Dodgers at plus four fifty. Does that does that sway you? You know, I will. You know, we haven't had one of these in a while. I want to lock in. Oh, we're getting a lock on the books. I want to lock in. Oh no, Dodgers to win the series. Dodgers to win the divisional series. L.A. Dodgers to win 2023 NLDS versus Arizona at plus. 450. Ooh. Put a note in there. When down 02. <laughs> They're down 02. This was made when they were down 02. Bet placed down 02. Oh my goodness. Baby boy. <laughs> I was I they uh I watched a video last night of Atlanta. And and don't get me wrong, I Atlanta, Atlanta and the excitement that Atlanta and Philadelphia are showing for the playoffs is like gives me chills, right? The cities, right? The cities. And the stadiums. I turned to the girlfriend sitting on the couch last night and I said, I got to apologize, but if Colorado is ever in a playoff series again, I am going to spend untold amount of money, (laughs) untold amounts of money to be there. You forewarned her of your terrible financial decision making. I, I'm going, I don't. I, you're going to be like, this is not. We could have children. <laughs> it could be like, kid eats or Nick goes to Rockies games. Sorry, kid. You got to learn to be disappointed. Nick could be needing a chemotherapy treatment. Oh, if it's me. <laughs> yeah, dude. It can't, it can't be a kid because you're paying for the kid, dude. If I if I'm the issue, it's like Nick, you need a new kidney. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna go drink my old one in Colorado. Like it'll yeah. be fine. I'll get my I, I'm getting my money's worth out of this kidney. Right. It's I'm not doing like... the damage to the next one. Right. All right, there it is. Uh I'm gonna make a little note in here on the page as well. Nick made a lock. Wow, we ain't had we ain't had a lock in a minute. Actually, I, I completely forgot that. I might have to start making some some as my boy what's the dude's name from from barcel he cracks me up he's he's like a he might be like a jewish dude he does the show with big cat you know who i'm talking about uh hank is it hank he's always like yelling and moving his hands like real aggressively hank yeah hank locklear <laughs> i think and bro and he he made a lock because he was going to the monday night football game seahawks at giants and he said, I don't normally tell you this, but bet big. Giants, like Giants spread, Giants money line, Giants all day long. And he's like, they're going to murder him. No Daniel Jones, no Saquon, no problem. And then they get smacked. I mean, the Seahawks defense put up, Destroyed. what, 31 yeah. fantasy points yeah. on him? Like, yeah. uh, uh, that, Hank, that Hank, Hank Lockwood, Hank Lockwood. Good for him. No wonder he's so into locks. Okay. 
that's his gimmick. If I had Lockwood as my last name, I would be riding that to the to the stratosphere. Good for him, but he's also bad. <laughs> he also the week before bet Broncos yeah. against the Dolphins. He's he's swinging and missing right now. Speaking of NFL and games to bet on, let's go ahead and get into your top two takeaways from week five. Holy running back in week five. I mean, I, I thought this position was washed up, Jermaine. Uh, Zach Moss. Yeah, did 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 anybody tell uh, Bryce Hall? Bryce. Bryce Hall. Uh, did, did anybody Bri- tell Bryce him? is the cornerback who had the pick six. Well, I think Bryce Hall is a is an Instagram guy. Uh, did anybody tell Bryce? No, Hall? Bryce Hall is a cornerback on the Jets who oh, had the pick six against Russell Wilson. That's why that's, I said that. That's funny. Uh, so so Bryce Hall, 177 yards. Zach Moss, 165 yards, two tutties. Uh, he said, "JT, who? Uh, <laughs> Devon Devon Achen uh, sacrificed his what was it? His Achilles." Uh, I think it's a, a knee issue, so it's like MCL, if I'm not mistaken. Sacrifices MCL for uh, <laughs> for the brand, for the best. Is this the best three games we've ever – if if his career ends, is no. this the best three no. games we've ever seen? From, no. What's, what, if we only had an intern on this podcast, we could Terrell Davis. No, no, but on best three games. Yeah, in a row, Terrell Davis. Yeah. I mean, his statistics – he had three years and made the Hall of Fame. I, <laughs> You're you're you you know that's I'm a fa- I'm fond of that take. <laughs> yeah, Terrell Davis had one of the craziest stretch of 30, yeah. 30 40 it- plus games. Like yeah. yeah, he's a menace, bro. Yeah. David Montgomery had over 109 yards. Travis Etienne had 136. Uh yeah, I mean, just a crazy week for for running backs, the supposedly dead position. Bro, you know what? I didn't even I didn't even know that. I didn't even realize that. Let me see. I want to. I'm going to go pull up the the fantasy points from running backs this week. That's crazy, dude. Insane. I'm sure. So we'll we'll use our we'll use our our dynasty our dynasty board. So Travis Etienne had 136 rushing, 48 receiving, and two touchdowns. 38.4. Zach Moss had 165 rushing, 30 receiving, and two touchdowns. Brees Hall, not to be confused with Bryce Hall, had 177 rushing, 17 receiving, and one rushing touchdown. David Montgomery, 109 rushing, 20 receiving, one rushing touchdown. Uh, Devon Achan, 151 rushing, 14 receiving, one rushing touchdown. Alvin Kamara, 80 rushing, 17 receiving, one rushing touchdown. Uh, That's not as impressive. It gets kind of whack after that. Yeah, but of those four? Nobody had that. Like, that's not on anybody's bingo card. No, those four scored at least what Hall had at so thir- least 23, 38.4, 37, 31.4 and 24.4. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine playing like two of those? I'd <laughs> be so sad, bro. You have, you have both of them. Um, <laughs> my, my second thing is we make a big to do about DJ Moore, eight catches, 230 yards, three touchdowns. And we should right? DJ Moore. It's, it is, it is, this is not my takeaway, by the way. This is just a little mini rant that you that you get for free. Um, the Panthers are complaining. This is this is the idiotic cycle of the Carolina Panthers. Trade DJ Moore away to get number one pick. Number one kick pick can't play like number one pick because wide receivers aren't getting separation. Go into wide receiver market to get star wide receiver. 
it's it's like it's you had a guy in DJ Moore that could literally get out of bed, not or put socks on and get a thousand yards. Like, and he's showing it in Chicago. If if you had to, I, I told you this in pre-show, so this won't be this won't be a fun little game that we could play. <laughs> but DJ Moore had 230 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, I watched that game and was blown away. Um, where where is he? DJ Moore, DJ Moore, DJ Moore. What am I looking at? Um, okay, Fields completed 52 yards. Actually, he he had he threw he threw to three wide receivers. Do you know this? Three wide receivers caught passes from from Justin Fields. Well, that's because Daryl Mooney, Darnell Mooney, decided he forgot how to catch, bro. Yeah, yeah. But Cole Komet had forty-two yards. So that means between all the other Chicago Bears wide receivers, DJ Moore was the only wide receiver <laughs> to catch a ball. That's funny, dude. Cole Komet and Robert Tonin, Tongin, Tongin, Tongin. Yeah, Tanyan. Uh, the, the the tight ends accounted for seven catches and fifty two yards and a touchdown. DJ Moore accounted for two hundred thirty yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. So, uh, I, so for those people that are that are putting this on Justin Fields, don't. Justin Fields completed just over fifty percent of his passes, and I get some of them are drops. I I don't think it's time to say Justin Fields is back yet, or Justin Fields is is arriving on the stage. I mean, 282 and four. I mean, like I said, Dar- Darnell Mooney had three of four probably hit him in the hands and, and he didn't catch him, which I, based on the way they changed the rules for drops, aren't considered drops anymore because he did have to jump and, and, and twist. But you're a professional wide receiver, my man. You put up a thousand yards receiving before. Like, how are you not catching these footballs? And, they traded away Chase Claypool, so Equinemius St. Brown received a target in this football game. Khalil Herbert sacrificed his right knee and ankle on just in a, an absurd, absurd underthrow, which I will say he missed him on that underthrow. Um, but, yeah, there, there's got to be some accountability on these dudes who the balls is hitting their hand and they're, they're not getting it done. Because Darnell Moody makes two of those catches. The completion percentage is infinitely better. Uh, on such a limited amount of throws, it's infinitely better. I mean, maybe if he makes three, let's see. Let's see. If he makes three catches, come on, open up. Why is my, my calculator app the app that takes the longest? He moves from 51% to 62%. Okay, well, fucking. Well, that kind of <laughs> defeats my fucking point. <laughs> no, no I'm, look, I'm just presenting the counter argument. I agree with you. He balled out against the Denver Broncos and the Washington commanders. We're not exactly writing letters, love letters about their defense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Both defensive coordinators have been, have people have legitimately asked if they should be fired or not. Well, <laughs> yeah. So let, let's, let's keep it pushing. If I, if, if, if I mention the Steelers defense, is that going to ruin your, your takeaway? <laughs> Dude, the Steelers defense is not good. It's not good. No. Then the Baltimore offensive line is trash. Bro, Lamar Jackson 
owners have to be mad at every single wide receiver. How many oh, are they? wide open balls can oh, they drop? Oh, are, Nelson, they? are they? Are, are Lamar Jackson owners mad, Jermaine? I know. That's why I brought it up like that. That's why I Fucking phrased it asshole. Like that. That because Nelson Aguilar, oh my God, a walk-in touchdown. Although we've seen Aguilar do it before, so I don't hey, know we why have. We're... That was not. I... Let's go! The Blackhawks beat the Penguins. Let's go! Bedard's debut. We get the old Dubsky against washed-up Sid the Kid. They did chant "Fire Matt Canada" in the in the Pens Arena, so that's pretty fucking funny. That's hysterical. So uh, let's get into my takeaways, and then we got to get into this betting slate. Because <laughs> we're already at an hour. Um, <laughs> how are we more long-winded without Eric? Uh, so international games continue to be the bane of better's existence. I hope you've been listening to me when I point this out. Jacksonville was the dog. You always ride with the dog, whether it's spread or money line. Jacksonville was also there for two straight weeks, right? They got the dub against the Falcons, and then they got the dub against the Bills. Um, yeah. Continue to continue to ride the dogs, even though I think the Jaguars were favored against the Falcons. Um, and then, my goodness, the New England Patriots might be one of the least talented football teams, position to position, that I have seen in this season. Let's just say this season. I don't want to say ever, but they don't have a wide receiver who can separate. They don't have tight ends who play big. Mike Gusecki, what's the point of being 6'5 if you're going to try to catch with T-Rex arms and jumping like with your legs kicked out sideways like you're, you're key-eyeing like a cheerleader? Their offensive line is abysmal. Ramondre Stevenson was a volume fantasy play that is getting crushed by the, the reemergence of the ghost of Ezekiel Elliott who looks to be the most talented playmaker on that team. Didn't you ask me two weeks ago why I didn't take a Ramon Stevenson trade? Uh, no, a flyer on Ramondre Stevenson. Right. He's still going to put up numbers in fantasy. I don't trust. I don't trust Patriots running backs. Yeah, well, you shouldn't trust wide receivers or tight ends either because, my God. And then Mac Jones is going to get crushed for every single infraction. My man is out there literally trying to make plays with no one running wide open. It is – it's brutal. They got shut out at home 34-0 to against my team, the class of the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they must be introduced that way. It's just – it's it's in writing in the contract. Sorry, guys. But, um, bro, in the last two games, the, the Patriots have been outscored. What, what did they – what did they get outscored in week four? They only scored three. So, <clears throat> Patriots, they lost to the Cowboys 38-3. to Right. So 72 to three in the last two games. That's not good. <laughs> and everyone is going to blame Mac Jones. And I'm like, granted, the quarterback has to make players better. That is true. They have to. But they got to also have somebody who can help them make other players better. Right. And Mac Jones is not the guy to completely like dominate a game. Mac Jones is is very much uh, a rhythm quarterback. Uh, he needs someone to be open to time those throws. Like he tries to scramble and make plays, but the, the offensive line can't even buy him time to scramble. I was like, dude, uh, you got to be able to do one or the other. 
Like if you're going to let them get up the field and be in his face, you got to be able to let him escape to buy time. They can't do it. It's, it's brutal. And I, I honestly think we should be making the Patriots our odds on favorite to get the Caitlin Williams sweepstake. Where does Mac Jones go if they get that? I don't know, dude, to back up somebody somewhere. Right? Because you get the Baker Mayfield treatment. I think he eventually gets a shot for sure. I really do because everyone who drafted that high eventually gets a shot. I mean, Marcus Mariota, for Christ's sakes, got a shot last year. <laughs> Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Talk about a guy who's gotten shot after shot. <laughs> Bro, dude, that's what I'm saying. Tim Tebow got shots, right? Even when yeah. the league was trying to get, get rid of him. I think the only one you could say hasn't got a shot is Colin Kaepernick. He shouldn't have fucking kneeled on the football field. That's a joke, everybody, by the way. They're going to jump down your throat regardless. That's not funny. It's not funny. Uh, the Let's Rangers, get into the betting the, slate. The, 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 Rangers, the Rangers have swept the Orioles, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, this again. I, hell, of, I, hell of a season. Let me just, let, let me just real quick rant. Uh, the, giving teams buys in baseball is not good. <laughs> It's not, dude. It's I would really- purposely lose my last – like, I would purposely get swept in my last two series just to not have a bye. Yeah, so we we have uh, we have talked about this ad nauseum. It's the kiss of death, dude. You can't wait five days in baseball. Do you know how fast 102 looks when you're waiting 24 hours? <laughs> no, I do not. There's a reason why I have this podcast right. instead of right. playing playoff baseball. Believe me, I've seen 92 after I faced 92 the day before, and I still couldn't hit it. <laughs> now, add 10 more miles per hour to that. That's, that's funny. So, Nick Nick's Nuggets and, and Bet's Nick took last week were 3-9. and nine. Not good. His Nuggets are not off to a good Dude, start. The, yeah, the Nuggets the Nuggets are not good right now. So, I, I think and, – and this is going to be the week that they come back in because I'm starting a new strategy. Oh, no. So, I, I went 5-8, and eight, and Eric went 0-3 oh with the ultimate petty fade of his, of his uh, Dallas money line. So, I don't think he even cares that he went 0-3. Oh <laughs> so, let's go ahead and get into it, Nick. I think walk, we're gonna start. Us through. I, I think we're gonna start fading the Nuggets. I think that's smart, dude. I, I was saying that a few weeks ago. I was like, dude, these aren't hitting, my man. So, so week six, we we get to we get to see how code how how uh, teams coming off the bye uh, and and their coaches do. So four teams coming off the bye: the Browns, the Chargers, the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers. Um, the uh, we'll start with the Cleveland Browns. So since 2020, under Kevin Stefanski. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are two and one straight up, and zero and three against the spread. Uh, the Chargers uh, under uh, Brian Staley, uh, one and one uh, straight up and against the spread. Not not really any action there since 2010. The Seattle Seahawks under Pete Carroll, nine and six straight up. Seven, seven, and one against the spread. Basically, what that means if a team is good straight up and not good against the spread. It means if they're favorites, uh, bet them to win, but don't bet them to cover. Uh, I don't believe the Browns are favorites, right, Jermaine? Uh, so the Browns they are play- dogs against San Francisco at home. They are dogs. Uh, the And then the Seahawks are dogs uh, against the Bengals. The, the final team that I named uh, and the one but Nick's nugget I will take uh, is Todd Bowles. 
was the Tampa Bay coach since last season. So obviously we can't use his experience as Tampa Bay. Um, but with Miami in 2011 and the Jets from 2015 to 2018, Jermaine, Todd Bowles was one in five straight up and two and four against the spread off the off the bye week. So give me Detroit minus three on that. All right. Detroit minus three is locked in. There there are no East Coast teams traveling to the West Coast in primetime. There are two West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast early. Cincinnati will travel into Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a three-point favorite, right, Jermaine? Cincinnati is, yes, three-point favorites against Seattle. And then San Francisco will travel into Cleveland. San Francisco is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. That's correct. Uh, uh, West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast this year uh, are three and two straight up, two and three against the spread. Until we find something there, man, I'm not betting this anymore. I'm I'm not betting this right now until it until it gives me one side of the action uh, or the other. So moving on to uh, teams teams scoring less than ten points the previous week. So we actually have some things here that we can bet. Luckily enough, in Nick's Nuggets. So so far on the year, favorites. When scoring less than 10 points the previous week, they're one and four against the spread. That's a rate of 20%. And dogs, when scoring less than 10, uh, 10 points and dogs of less than 10 the next week, they're actually seven, four, and two. Jermaine, seven, four, and two. That's a that's a clip of 63%. So we have three teams that score less, less than 10 points. Last ten, week, 10 or less, correct? So they 10, can score 10, 10 or less. Okay. Right. Uh, Green Bay scored 10 or less as well, but they're on a bye week. Uh, New England is the first team. Uh, New England is playing at the Las Vegas Raiders. They're a three point dog. Uh, Baltimore is the other team. They scored Are you less. taking New England? I, yes, I am taking New England plus three. Okay. Um, the uh, Baltimore Ravens are a four-point favorite, four, four or four-and-a-half. Uh, they're minus two-and-a-half. Wait, hold on. Sorry, that's next week. I got it. Four. Whoops, whoops, whoops. Uh, four and a, they're that's minus four-and-a-half. Minus so, four-and-a-half. So Baltimore yeah. scored less. They're minus four-and-a-half traveling into the Titans. I'm going to bet Titans plus four-and-a-half. So you got, you're going to keep riding the Tennessee train, huh? T- Tennessee keep. plus four-and-a-half. All right. Yep. Keep riding the Tennessee train. And then Dallas. Uh, Dallas also scored less than 10 weeks. They are favorites uh, at the Chargers. Monday night football. They are two-point favorites of the Chargers. Give me Chargers money line. LAC money line is plus 110. All right. Anything else you're taking this week? Maybe not just nuggets if you, if you feel anything in your plums and your well, stones. Well, there's a couple of other nuggets right now. So, uh, what what we're going to reverse bet here when the spread is greater than nine and a half, we take the under. If you were to take the under this year, you'd be three and eight. That's a 27% clip. Uh, there's three games right now where the spread is over nine and a half. There's the Denver KC game. Uh, that over under is 48. I'm going to blast that over 48. I think the Chiefs could probably hit that by themselves. <laughs> they probably will. All right. Uh, Carolina Miami. The Carolina Miami game right now is uh, 48, 40, and a half. 48 and a half. Give me the over 48 and a half. Uh, and New York Buffalo. Um, give me the over. Believe I, I got it at 46 and a half. Right now it is New York and Buffalo 44 and a half. So smash the oh, over on that. Cross, cross the, the line. Over. 44 and a half. We love that. Uh, we, we normally fade 
fade also fade the favorites in this matchup fade the the favorites against the spread in this matchup uh that is actually uh six and five favorites are six and five against the spread and eight and three straight up uh so i i'll, I'll build a, a favorites parlay at the end but i'm not going to take uh any one of those games uh, a couple of division games to to talk about or at least ones that i found interesting or nuggets from the divisional games. Denver plays into KC. Uh, Denver is 0-5 in their last five. Remember, there's that stat that Patrick Mahomes has never lost to the Broncos in his career, either home or away. Funny enough, Denver has not won in KC since 2015. Denver has not scored more than 24 points in the last five. <laughs> and KC has not scored less than 22 so just by that alone, and Casey, by the way, is scoring 28 points uh, this year, 28 points per game this year. So just by that alone, that adds, even if Denver scores 20 points and Casey scores 28, that's uh, that's looking pretty good for your over-under. Um, the, in the Minnesota-Chicago game, Minnesota travels into Chicago. Minnesota has won three of the last five in Chicago. This total has actually never been – has not been over 48 points in Chicago since 2013. Right now, the the uh, the over-under is 44.5. Maybe not something to bet there. I was able to bet it when it opened. Um, I, I'm doing a little bit of research here, just, just to take a side note. And – the the metrics that come back are are staggering for open uh, opening lines versus closing lines. All right, so I'm just going to read you some some umbrella stats for the opening lines. I've started taking this after week four for bets. I'm taking on the uh, on the opening line, which is lines that drop either Sunday night or Monday morning. Right, those are considered the opening lines. The bets that I've take between spread, money line, and and over under, where I'm 22 and 12 on opening line bets. That's a rate of 64.7% for 7.8 units. On the closing line, I'm 9, 15, and 1. That's 36% minus 6.8 units. It is imperative that you take, if you see a bet you like, you take it early in the week, right? That's or fade yourself later. Or fade week. yourself. Hey. <laughs> Uh, Kane is just excited. He's excited he's, for all of Nick's nuggets. He's he's dreaming. So one last uh let's see here. Do 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 one last Nick's nugget. Uh we love divisional games. I feel like the AFC South is playing a divisional game every single week. Uh Indianapolis travels into Jacksonville. Indianapolis has not won the last five games in Jacksonville. Remember that was back that was back in Urban Meyer Jacksonville when Jacksonville was bad. Uh, they've not won in Jacksonville since 2014. Jacksonville, in seven of the last eight, has scored over 24 points. What's the bet there? Uh, take Jacksonville team total over 24 if you can get it. I don't know if the team total is. I don't think DraftKings posts their team totals until uh, later in the week. Oh, okay. They might have it now. They have everything up there. But look for the Jacksonville team total over... 24 and a half? 24 and a half. Jacksonville team total over 24 and a half. Yep. Minus 108. Right. All right. And then if you can find it, if you can find it pretty low, I mean, Denver is scoring 18 points per game this year. 
They, uh, if you can find Denver team total under 24 and KC team total under 22, that should start your Thursday night uh, out pretty well. Uh, other bets I'm taking that aren't Knicks Nuggets. Uh, I want the Baltimore Tennessee game under 40 and uh, under 40 and a half is what I got it at. It might be different right now. All right, one second. So Denver team total is over 17 and a half. Okay, so not not a lot of not a lot of thing there. What's KC's team total? Twenty nine and a half. Yeah, so no nothing there. Okay, okay. And then you're going KC Baltimore. You wanted Baltimore. Let's go under forty and a half. It's listed right there. Under forty and a half minus one fifteen. All right. Oh, I should put the teams on. Uh, I want uh, give me Atlanta. Give me Atlanta Falcons money line. <laughs> oh. How much does that hurt you? It, it hurts me a lot. Uh, give me Saints. Hell yeah. Under 40 and a half or whatever the Saints game is at. What is the Saints game at? 42. Yep. Under 42 and a half. Give that to me. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, Falcons money line is minus 148 right now. Uh, give me what's the Cardinals over under right now, Jermaine? Cardinals are playing the Rams 48 and a half. 48 and a half. Okay, give me under 48 and a half for the Rams Cardinals. And then if you would, please, good sir, I'm going to build a favorites parlay. Let me know how much it is. Yeah, give me one second to put those in. I'm still – so New Orleans is playing – boy, did I miss that. New Houston. Orleans. Yeah, well, there you go. Appreciate it. Houston. All right. So I have Baltimore, Tennessee under 40 and a half, minus 115. Atlanta money line minus 148. New Orleans, Houston under 42 and a half. Uh, and that was, geez, I didn't get the odds on that either. Minus 112. And the Rams, Arizona under 40 and a half is minus 110. All right. So for the favorites parlay, let's go ahead and ride. Who are you taking? Let's get uh, Casey. Okay. Let's get uh, Miami. All right. Let's get Jacksonville. Okay. Let's get Buffalo. Mm-mm-mm. Down at the bottom. Okay. Let's get Cincinnati. All right. Let's get Detroit. Uh, all right. San Francisco. Oh, we going. We going big. San Francisco was up here. And Atlanta to finish it out. What does that pay me? Uh Buku Bucks. That uh, by the way should be a eight plus parlay. Plus twelve seventy eight eight legger. Love it. All right. So give me the teams one more time. So Kansas City, uh Atlanta, San Francisco, Detroit. Um, Buffalo, all, all favorites, by the way, Jacksonville. So Atlanta, San Francisco, Detroit, Cincinnati, and Miami. Yep. All favorites on the way. 18 parlay plus uh, 1278. Send me uh send me a little, send me a fiver when you guys win. <laughs> what you- uh, the odds of that hitting is, is, well, plus twelve seventy eight. Right, that's, that's the exact <laughs> odds that it will hit. Uh, Jermaine, what do you have? What do you have for this slate? Oh boy, I haven't really looked at this slate, so I do agree with the Kansas City money line not betting it. Um, 
<laughs> a part of me really wants to bet Denver plus ten and a half, just because I'm a narcissist. You know, just um, a masochist, not a narcissist. But uh, you are a narcissist, but not in this, not in this context. Yeah. So I'm actually going to take uh, Tennessee money line. Yeah, it's got to hit eventually. Tennessee money line. Uh, I don't like what I'm seeing from Baltimore, and I don't think that. Tennessee's going to come out that flat again. Uh, Zach Moss, this is the Zach Moss revenge game. So plus one sixty, I'll take Tennessee. Um, oh boy, I part of me really wants to bet Cleveland, uh, just because I'm crazy like that. So give me Cleveland plus five and a half, uh, minus one ten, and. Bears money line, so I'll take Chicago money line plus one fourteen. This is what I like to call the the Justin Jefferson fade. Uh, Seattle coming off a buy, I'll take Seattle money line plus one thirty six. Uh, I don't have faith in Cincinnati. Everyone's like Cincinnati looks good, but they played the Cardinals. Let's, let's pump the brake there, ladies and gentlemen. So the New Orleans Saints scored thirty four points, but they played the hapless New England Patriots. Uh, do they follow it up is an interesting question. I don't want any action on that, but got a spot on my team. So uh, Washington Commanders. That's kind of crazy. That that line doesn't even seem like it's factoring in Houston getting blown out by the Commanders. Houston didn't play the Commanders. Chicago played the Commanders. Uh, oh, right. Houston, Houston lost to – who did they lose to? The Falcons? Yeah, they lost to the Falcons, 21 to 19. Right. Um. Dude, I'm taking New England money line at plus 130. I know it's crazy. I just called them the most untalented team, but <laughs> the Raiders tried their damnedest to lose to Jordan Love. So these uh, do these, these things do have a way of coming back to bite you in the ass a week later. So normally when you say this team is dead and this team is awful, it normally they normally respond with like a 40 point affair. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's October, so it's not September. I can't ride my customary uh, home dog Florida team. Although Tampa Bay Buccaneers money line at plus one thirty six is incredibly enticing. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to take Arizona money line plus two sixty. Uh, fading the Rams after that Eagles game, uh, and then. Giants Bills, I'm staying away from. And I'll take last but not least, I'll take Los Angeles Chargers money line plus 110. Riding the dogs this week. Riding the dogs. There's a lot of great over-unders, a lot of the ones that Nick touched on, you should definitely look into. Um, and now that you're into the week six and on, uh betting team totals is something that I I would highly advise you looking into um, the New Orleans Saints is a, is a favorite of mine right now. They're averaging 15.5 points per game offensively heading into their week five matchup with New England. And you can kind of just treat New England right now with the, the subtractions of Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez to what looks like season ending injuries as uh, a get right game for most teams, except for the Las Vegas Raiders, because the Raiders will raid I mean, Jordan Love played horrendously. Any ball that was thrown five yards downfield or more, Jordan Love was horrendous on. I think, one, I think one for seven with three interceptions. Yeah, I think well, we have the stat right here. Let me see if I can't just pull that up real quick. 
Um, three of 11, three interceptions, minus 0.78 expected points added per attempt. Love it. Yeah. And then on his, his two week total, right? So if you're going based on uh, the last two weeks, he's 14 of 32, five interceptions, zero touchdowns, minus 0.41 expected points added per attempt. Definitely um, love that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you weren't if you weren't sure, uh, the Atlanta Falcons went out and added some depth to their wide receivers. They traded for uh, Van Jefferson of the Los Angeles Rams. So Desmond orders uh, favorite targets in order now. Now we had to do a little shifting around after the trade. It's Jonu Smith, Van Jefferson, Matt Collins, Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, Cordero Patterson, opposing team secondary Drake London and Kyle Pitts. I think we did leave one off that. What about Rosie? <laughs> Rosie. Well done. Well done, sir. Rosie the Riveter. Um, and then so for for Eric's not here, but in Eric in the spirit of Eric, we'll give him uh Eagles money line. <laughs> he, gets, he gets Jets money line. He gets Jets money line. That way, if his team loses, he gets a little bit of cheddar. All right, so he'll take Jets money line at, at at minus, uh, plus, sorry, plus 230. I almost put minus 285. You imagine if they were favorites like that. You know, I, you know what? I want Jets' money line as well. I'm going to start betting against the, the Eagles. <laughs> betting Just, against the defeat, defeat the Eagles. <laughs> defeat the Eagles. Would you also like to take Brown's money line no. uh, to fade the 49ers? No. Coming off a bye? Until Bryce Purdy scores less than scores less than 30 points. I'm not betting against the 49ers. Dude, why is everyone's first name Bryce with you? Bryce Purdy. All right, so uh Brock Purdy. Uh, Eric would also like to take Denver plus 10 and a half. Yeah. I think yeah. he wants to take Carolina plus 13 and a half. All right, Carolina plus 13 and a half. We'll round out his favorite picks of the week at uh minus dude, the fact that they're not just giving it to them at even money. Like minus one twelve, you being a bunch of yeah. dicks. What are you guys doing? <laughs> Got anything else for the tens and tens, Nick? Nothing for me. All right. Thank you for stopping by. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room Three Zero Three. I've been your host, Jermaine Clone Mendez. This has been my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. Not. <laughs> <laughs>